welcome back to the pod. I want to introduce my guest, Emily Hanks, the host of She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. Emily, thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. I am so beyond excited to get to meet you. I am like so excited to like pick your brain about everything Bravo because I am a Bravo junkie these days. And I'm going to let you pick my brain everything challenge. So I feel like this is going to be a fun okay, episode. Good, I'm like, I have questions. <laughs> and baby girl, I have answers. I have no filter. I yes! will hold back, ask anything. I will tell you the truth, good or bad or anything in between. But yeah, let's get okay, into good. it. So, and so I say, I say we start with Bravo because there's always so much shit going on in the Bravo world. Totally. Always. So Larsa and Marcus Jordan, are they together? Are they broken up? Is it a publicity stunt? Is she just jealously insane? So they're having like actual issues. What is your stance on Larsa and Marcus? I hope that they are that toxic on again, off again couple that take to social media to hash out fights. Cause it, it's like, I live for this type of shit. It's like, it's like when Facebook was really toxic still and people would be mm -hmm. like, posting like, what would you do if your man was out till four in the morning with other girls? And then like the boyfriend would comment and then people would be like, I miss those days. So the fact that she deleted pictures of him, put it in her Instagram stories, would you unfollow someone's ex or whatever she put? And then like, he's posting with his dad. So of course we're like, oh my God, the dad, Michael Jordan told him you better break up with Larsa. And that's why they broke up. But then they were back together Valentine's? on Valentine's Day. So the breakup that we all witnessed happened during the Super Bowl because Larsa loves attention. Yes. And then yes. Three day, fast forward three, three, four days later, and they're doing paparazzi walks in Miami. She's in a white dress. She's like mysteriously wearing a ring. The ring. It's it's so the ring Larsa. with no explanation, so no explanation whatsoever. We don't get one so Larsa, explanation though. about like, it. It's I, just boom. That's there's it. no one that provides drama the way that Larsa does. She loves the drama of it all. Like if this girl's gonna do anything, it is going to be provide the drama. And it just blows my mind. She's what like f pushing fifty. How <laughs> is know. she not tired? How is she not tired? On the traders, when she said that she was the same age as Sandra, I was like, what? I mean, yeah, Larsa is a grown woman. You would not know it, by the way, she acts and or dresses, but I I love it. <laughs> I personally do not want to be friends with her. I don't think Larsa and I would like bond yeah, over no. Spicy Mar, because when it comes to her real Housewives of Miami arguments, I'm never on her side. But if she wants to just <laughs> totally <laughs> be so embarrassing with the drama of a relationship on Instagram, I'm clicking the link every time. A hundred percent. I'm almost never on her side on Housewives, but when it comes to when it comes to her off-camera social media drama, I'm so there for it. I think the only time I've actually been on Larsa's side is the whole Kardashian of it all. Like when she had the breakup with the Kardashians, because I'm like so anti-Kardashian. I'm like I can't believe I'm saying this, but Larsa's right. Whatever happened, I'm team Larsa. <laughs> I was on her side when she came for Lisa on the boat. That was fun. When she was like, you're so selfish and you're so self-centered and you are a child and like you're a baby and all that. I was like, okay, I'm here for this. Don't do this to Gertie, but I can handle this. Absolutely. I actually appreciated Larsa sticking up for Gertie and for Kiki because Lisa's just so like delusional. It's funny. It's like, who's more delusional, Lisa or Larsa? It truly depends on not even the episode, the scene of the episode, because it just goes back and forth yes. with the delusion. Yes. And they're, fr and they're best friends, which is like, they're so similar. But like the fact that Larsa was willing to say that on camera in front of all the people. Okay, fine. Like you said, I would no, not I totally friend. agree. I could not handle it. No, Larsa, Larsa, that's like one time when she like won me over. Because I do not play yeah. about Gertie or Kiki, especially Kiki. Especially Kiki. Yes. Especially Kiki. Well, since we're on Real Housewives of Miami, who is your favorite from that cast? Like, do you have like a, a ride or die on Miami? Kiki's definitely up there. Like, Kiki is definitely up there for sure. I think Nicole is a great, like, normal, accomplished housewife. She doesn't necessarily bring the drama, but she's easy to kind of like be on her side. With Miami, though, I love the cast of Miami as a whole. I think it's the best cast we have across all franchises because they are all real friends and they have been mm -hmm. friends for 
years. So they have so much history that they can pull from. Alexia is just pure mess and drama, and she's so problematic and terrible, but she can still deliver really good scenes. So Absolutely. I can't really ha- – there's not anyone I truly hate and like want gone off the show. Everybody serves a vital role on the show, even Lisa. I'm down to, especially if she's going to start getting dragged all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm down for Lisa to stay on this show as long as we can make fun of her because she has such rich girl problems that it's really hard to feel bad for her a lot of the time. And if she's going to have that role now on the cast, I love it. I'm here for it. I agree with every part of your take. Like Kiki is my girl. Dr. Nicole, I ride or die for, even though she doesn't bring the drama, she's just like, her style and her like lifestyle. I'm like, this is what I want to see on Housewives. And then I'll always, always rock with Alexia and and Marisol. Even when they're wrong, they're like my, my aunties that I'm just going to have to roll with them regardless because, and also I just have a soft spot for Frankie. So even when Alexia is acting a fool, I'm like, Oh, that's Frankie's mom. I gotta be nice to her. But yeah, I'm here for the, for the dragging of Lisa because it's hard to feel sorry for you, sis. There's so many real life problems and I'm just to feel sorry for you because you weren't smart enough to put money aside when you married that creep. Like, come on, where's your brain? Right? Imagine marrying right? a man and- like Lenny and not working for years and not having a side bank account. Like if anyone's listening to this that is dating or with <laughs> a very rich man and you secretly know he's trash, start a side bank account. Like That's so you, true. Use your common sense. <laughs> like men are terrible. If you have access to his money, create your own bank account. That's my advice for the day. Well, the start of my advice. No, that's a great point. I will say out of all the housewives currently, I would die for Dr. Nicole's closet. She's my dream closet. So I'm curious of all the housewives, past and present actually, is there like one person's closet that you would just like die to, to be in? You know, I didn't love this woman as a housewife necessarily, but I felt like Ooh. her fashion was very interesting. And I thought Carol Radzwell brought some interesting fashion choices to housewives. I agree. And I actually love Carol. So, and you're right. Okay. She used to have the cutest like little jeans and tops and it was so simple, but expensive as fuck. Oh, yeah, I'm like, like, I love this. Yeah. And okay. It's like she, yes. She I mean, I, I get it. Closet. Yeah, but you know yeah. all the outfits were and like And she has like a closet. Under- exactly. It's so expensive. Her entire it's wardrobe so was like more than my entire life. Carol, yeah. I miss no, her. She had I was a great, hoping she, she would wardrobe. be on the reboot. reboot. That would be an interesting – well, I guess – I just want to see Bethany and Carol together again just to see how they would interact. I feel like it would just be war. The Bethany of it all. Carol was right. I know that – I can only imagine the validation Carol has felt in the past. What it's been about a year now that Bethany's been off the fucking rails. Oh I'll God, admit it, Carol. I always wonder about that. <laughs> and I'll admit it, I was a Go Bethany stand back in the day. Like I can, I will say that I loved Bethany. Me too. And now I did too. I, Her early seasons were incredible. She was a star, and now I like don't think I would spit on Bethany if she was on fire. Like that's how much I despise <laughs> her these days. She's horrible. He's horrible. Speaking of Bethany, did you like see all that drama she recently had with with Kelly Rowland? Not drama. She just gives her opinion on everything. Who needed to hear from Bethany about that? I didn't. I don't care what you have to say about that, Bethany. Right. And Kelly Rowland has been famous since she's a teenager. There's nothing problematic about Kelly Rowland. So she left a Today Show because a dressing room was shitty. I'm on Kelly's side. But again, Bethany, no one cares about your opinion when it comes to one of the, like, bitches of Destiny's Child. Like, we protect Destiny's Child, like, at all costs. And Kelly Rowland is not notoriously a terrible person. Like, we've never heard throughout the years of Kelly Rowland being, like, such a diva, like, biggest diva ever. We've heard of J-Lo being the biggest diva in the world. I'm like, what did J-Lo do to Kelly? that's my exact thought. Oh, I will be very honest. And I have went to Twitter wars. Like I do not mess with JLo. Like J like I'm a Ashanti <laughs> stand. Like Ashanti's like in my top five, Ooh. like favorite women of all time. So like JLo pull up because I do not like you. But yeah, Bethany, like coming for Kelly Rowland. I'm like, there's, I can't name one problematic thing about Kelly Rowland. And I love finding out problematic things about people. 
The part that's so annoying too is that Bethany clear I thought Bethany maybe would have had like more insider information. Maybe that's why she was taking to social media, but it was just her opinion on the headline. Literally, Girl, like, no one asks you if no one needs your avocado thoughts. toast. I'm tired of her eating all the time. <laughs> like we're not even gonna I go had to, into I the actually, depths of that. No, I had to mute Bethany because even when I, I unfollowed, she still kept coming up. I'm like, no, I don't ever want to see her stupid face. See, I, I need that type of like mental health in my life. I don't know how to mute people. Like I'm like, keep the fucking drama coming so I can keep the hate coming. Because I'm just like a natural born hater. Like I thoroughly enjoy hating. And Bethany just gives me that, that canvas to do my best hating. <laughs> now She's I feel like best hating. Yeah, I, now I need like behind the blinds to do like a, a Bethany episode. Like I am putting that out in the Ooh. universe if Kelly can hear us. Like I would love just to hear all the shitty things about Bethany wrapped up in a in an hour segment. She has a lot. Yeah, <laughs> truly, truly. Speaking of, we're let's stay in the Bravo world because this news brought me to my knees. I literally screamed with joy, like. The spirit of Jesus overtook me when I heard that Portia is returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta. What are your thoughts on Portia? We needed her. We needed Portia. If they didn't, if they didn't get Portia back, they would have kind of just been a waste. Like I think that's what they were holding out for. Because not only do we have Portia, who's like just a savage queen with all the one-liners, like she's just a meme assassin. We also get money now with Portia because that man, Simon, is rich, honey. Oh, she's rich, rich. I was so mad when they got married because obviously I was watching all of the wedding on social media. I'm like, the Bravo camera, like Bravo and Andy Cohen should be ashamed of themselves that they did not get this girl the contract. And I'll be honest, I'm very annoyed that it took Candy quitting in order to mm. pay Portia and to pay everyone. I always have stood ten toes down that Candy was overpaid and not worth what she was being paid. So I am so glad that Candy's out the door. Usher in Portia, I pray to God that Phaedra's right behind her. I know. Do we feel like is Phaedra – I think Phaedra's mentioned that it's on the table, and that would be pretty epic. I mean, it makes sense. I know that she's on Married to Medicine now, but that like was Bravo reintroducing her. But after this performance she's providing on Traders, like – Put the girl, put a put a peach back in her hand and put her in Portia front and center. I will literally die if Phaedra comes back. With Portia, Phaedra and Portia. Oh, we needed it. We so needed it. How are you liking her on Married to Medicine on with Phaedra? Phaedra does no wrong in my book. Like, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I was not an avid uh, Married to Medicine watcher until Phaedra. But she does no wrong in my wow. book. Like I, and I'm now re-watching old seasons. And even when Phaedra's being problematic, I make excuses for her. <laughs> like, she just does no wrong in my book. And I know she's done a lot of wrongs, haven't we all? But like in my mind, Phaedra does no wrong. So I I like Girl Mary to Medicine. I'm so happy she's back on Bravo in that capacity. But she belongs with a peach in her hand. Like she is our housewife. So let's just pray. Yeah to the Bravo gods that they figure out that contract because if freaking frat get back together for season 16, those ratings will be way better than they've been. Cause Atlanta has been on a downfall. We'll just say that. Oh, Atlanta's last season was brutal. I cover it with a good friend of mine and we love Atlanta, but about midway through, we were like, this is, this is getting hard. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't this know how bad. you like halfway throughout have been like, I don't even I don't even have anything to say because the content just wasn't there. But yeah, old school it Atlanta, top, top franchise, top franchise. Oh, I, I rewatched seasons one through like seven or eight, maybe even to ten, over and over and over again. It, it's like a it's like a three camera sitcom. There's like background, <laughs> they might as well put a laugh track in there. Yes. Yes. I actually just started, um, finished season eight. I started on season eight rewatch and I now I'm deep into nine and I'm just like, oh my God, if we could recreate just a little bit more of this magic, Alana will be back. I know. I know. And <sighs> Nini's just, never coming back. I don't think. I know. I've, I've, cause Nini's like, oh my, like Mount Rushmore of housewives. Absolutely. She might be Absolutely. number one, but I've just, yep. I've, I've come to with the, I've, 
I've accepted that she's not coming back. I don't agree with it. I think that, you know, we should all move on. We've all said shit about our bosses. I don't think what Nini said was wrong. Maybe not the right time, the right place. But I think a lot of what she said has truth to it. But I've officially, mm-hmm. this week, I've had a, a talk with myself and I've accepted that Nini and Bravo are officially broken up. Yeah, it wasn't easy to accept, but... It's uh, been like, it was harder for me to accept than my own parents' divorce at this point. Like, I kept being like, they're going to get back together. They're going to get back together. And it's like, no, girl, go to therapy. That ship has sailed. No, I know. It's like Carlos King came out and was like, she's not coming back. And I was like, okay, if you're saying that, fine. But and, and the th- here's another thing, too, about housewives coming back. You want enough time to have passed for them to be a little changed, a little mm-hmm. different, so that they can bring something new to the table. And so I thought, okay, enough time has passed. Nini, Nini dropped the lawsuit. <laughs> Maybe there's enough time. And then she got all these Zeus deals, and I'm like, oh, no, she's like a Zeus girly now. Yeah, I just think it was I'm, – and I'm curious if it was like something that Andy couldn't let go, the network couldn't let go. Like I'm like wondering where the – like if it was Andy, like a personal thing for him. Like part of me feels like it could be. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, because he can mm-hmm. he can check the best of them, but he could never check her. Like Andy never had mm-hmm. Nini's number. Speaking, mm-hmm. I got to take it back to Portia. I don't know if you saw this. I think it just came out yesterday, maybe the day before. It's very new. Her husband, Simon, can't get legal citizenship here in the States because of a lot of like fraudulent activity he's done and I was looking back at it and some of this dates back to like 1982 so this man Shut has the been hell scamming up. he's been scamming since before Portia was born like it's so funny wait to like, hold on I think this I is huge I, I think I can tell you exactly I have like a quick little article basically it says Court documents show Simon is fighting for U.S. citizenship, but his crime-riddled past keeps getting him denied. Bank fraud, credit card fraud, identity fraud, fake marriages, and multiple felonies. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I find it so funny that this man was literally scamming when Portia was, like, not even born. But whatever. You know what? I think that Portia's smart enough. She has a side bank account. And their marriage might even oh, no, not be Oh, no, she real. does. Yes. She definitely does have you, because Portia's, she, Portia, she's a little con artist herself. So she's like, she knows what she's doing. She would never, she would never. No, Portia's no fool. But this is like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm about to go on such a dive over this. This makes sense because what does he do exactly? He's not a lawyer. No, and he's like Nigerian. So like, I just know that, and like I said, I didn't go deep into the court docs. I did dive enough in to know that it's been going on since the early 80s. I'm like, Portia's probably wife number like 11. Like, like I, but whatever, because she's getting the, she's getting the checks. She is going to bring, like you said, she's going to bring the money to Atlanta. But you know, Kenya has a file ready to go with all of Simon's, Court docs, like Kenya's going to walk in day one with a PowerPoint. I have goosebumps. I'm so excited. This just added such a good layer. Mm-hmm. They're not even filming yet. They have time yep. to prep for filming. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Me too. How, this, a- how is this only just now coming out? I'm actually shocked it took us this long to uncover it. I know, but it's just so funny. As soon as Housewives sign those contracts again or <laughs> come back in the limelight, it's like, oh, oh, here's this, this, and that. But yeah, so he's not technically. And that's why they want to take breaks. Wow, that's, I'm so excited right now. I'll be honest, as much as I shouldn't I love, be this I was, excited. As I, no, I, like I said, I literally fell to my knees and screamed when they announced Portia was back. Like it was like a, a, a full body experience. And I'll be honest, like I've spent a lot of my life on TV, but like, and we can talk about this in a little later when we get into the challenge stuff. I couldn't imagine how housewives just put all of their business out. And I'll never understand why they come on looking at you, Jen Shaw, knowing you're doing some fraud ass shit. Like you're going to go to jail. I know. I'm sorry. Being on TV is not worth going to jail. Like cut that shit out or don't come on TV at all. But whatever. I'm thankful for the narcissist behavior that a lot of housewives exist because we get this <laughs> content. We get this exactly context. that. <laughs> Speaking of possible narcissist behavior, James Kenny allegations. We need to address 
what's going on with James Kennedy. Kristen recently said in a podcast, she basically confirmed what she said before about him being abusive. And then I don't know if you saw this because I just saw it today. Sheena had Allie on her podcast because the two little T's in a pod, Teddy and Tamra, full disclosure, I do not like Teddy or Tamra, but we will talk about what they said. They claimed that a few years ago, leaving an MTV movie awards headed to an after party at Tom Tom's, they were in a car with Allie and James. So the two T's, Tamara and Teddy, Allie and James are in a car together and a fight breaks out between Allie and James that is so bad they have to pull the car over and separate them. Again, this was said on Teddy and Tamara's podcast. Sheena had Allie on her podcast and Allie said it is not true. She said that they got in a little spat, but the car was not pulled over, that they did not, she was not in danger, that, you know, Tamara and Teddy were not in danger. So we have two very different conflicting stories. Sheena then goes on to say, she always would ask Rachel Raquel, does James hit you? Has he ever been physically abusive? And Sheena claims that Rachel Raquel said he never was physically abusive, but there was something that led to the breakup. But Sheena was like, that's Raquel's story to tell on her podcast, not mine. So we don't know what that was. So with these James Kennedy allegations, do you think we're going to see the downfall of James Kennedy? Do you think that he's going to be able to kind of get through everything? And what do you believe? So this has been such a big topic because Kristen like put it out there a few, mm -hmm. a while ago now, but it was very vague and it was, she kind of keeps saying, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it more. I'll talk about mm -hmm. it more. So we're kind of like, okay, is this going to be discussed maybe on the show that they're doing, Vanderpump Valley? Is that what she means? Or the Valley or whatever it's called? Um, yeah. And then, the Jack show and then again, point. right. So then uh, Rachel also on her podcast, she said, now this got me, this confused me. She said that. When she left James, she mm -hmm. did it basically when he wasn't in town and uh, moved all of her stuff out because there were things in the relationship that were, and she like alludes to the same thing, but again, alludes to it, doesn't like say it outright. And mm -hmm. um, I also got a little confused by that because I could have swore at the reunion, whenever they announced they were breaking up at the reunion, what was that, season eight? Mm -hmm. Or nine? Season eight? Season nine. Whatever, whichever one. Yeah. Nine, right? Nine. Pre-Sandoval. Yeah, so, whatever. It's all blurry. It, it, yes, it was nine. It was nine. <laughs> I could have swore she was le – like Rachel said, my dad's coming here and picking me up and we're going to go move my stuff out uh, today together. You're but, right. Like, and James they showed was right her dad. There. Remember they showed him at the end like picking up from the set? Yeah. So that's why I was like, but I thought – that you wasn't what happened. So I, okay, when it comes to the James stuff, the part that always gets me to be, to doubt it, because I hate, like, but we believe women, I, I hate even saying Absolutely. that word, but I can't imagine Katie, of all of them, because Katie's the most principled and doesn't give a fuck if it makes her popular or unpopular. <laughs> okay, so Katie is someone who, regardless, <laughs> your face. <laughs> Sir, do you not? Agree you know he with looked us? right at her too. You know he looked right at her and was like, <laughs> he was like "Bitch, Listen. what? Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, what? I'm he gonna bark like, if I want to bark." Like, Amazon delivery is more important than Vanderpump yeah. Rules talk. Okay, I exactly. Do you hear now. that? They're outside. <laughs> so Katie doesn't strike me as someone who would know that a friend of hers is physically abusive to women mm -hmm. and be cool with it and be like. Yeah, whatever. I don't really buy it. I don't know. I just don't imagine that. Same with Ariana. Ariana mm -hmm. also, especially now, doesn't seem like she would be tolerating or putting up with anyone like that, defending anybody like that. So that's where I always like lose. I'm like, okay, this is happening. I'm down to take down James Kennedy. I don't fucking care. Like he he was a monster for a long time. So let's I, I'm so okay with that. That's completely I'm never against that just because he's the number one guy in the group and all that I don't I don't buy into that but there's not nothing's coming nothing's coming out and being stated and I also have a little inside info Ooh. that Kristen doing this Kristen doing this is actually causing some rifts in the group even like with Ariana and I didn't get any further info other than that 
which I'm led to believe that means that they're like, why is she doing this? Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't like he wasn't like beating her. That's not what, but that's what she's alluding. She's making it feel like that's what it was and that she was, you know, hiding it. And then also there were the rumors too that everyone was covering for James, including production. Did you see that? Like everyone was covering for James for this big, huge cover up. Even Kristen came out and was like, that's not true. I haven't been like silenced and hushed by production. So I don't know what to believe. I completely agree with you. Like, I don't think that Katie and Ariana of all people would still be friends with him. Like, is James an awful person? Most of the time, yes. Like, especially when he was drunk. Do I still think he's probably awful even though he's sober? Yes. He's a man that lives in LA that's on reality TV. Like, men on reality TV are usually (laughs) shitty. It's just the fucking rule of it all. But again, like Kristen... You really have to, especially in these type of situations with allegations with a, a guy that is so popular, you really have to like provide the information and I hate to say it, but like the receipts, because again, it's all getting yeah. lost in translation. It really is. And I mean, maybe Rachel Raquel is going to give us an episode soon and really give us the information. Someone give me the cliff notes because I can't listen to her talk for an hour. But yeah, oh it's God, just it's so, so confusing. painful. I, I, yeah, you could not pay me to listen to that podcast. I used to like mute her scenes oh. on, on Vanderpump Rules though, but because I'm just like, I don't blame I don't you. Care I don't blame you. Her voice, she, her, um, the way she does her s's are so it's oh it's very painful. It's very difficult. I listened to the first. I think I got to five because I was covering it for my people. I, mm-hmm. I and I said I will do this for you, but doing, I'm done doing the Lord's work. This. Can't do it anymore. I like I went to try to listen. I was like I can't. Like it, it's it's so it nails on a chalkboard. Oh, yeah, like I want to harm myself. So slow. I even. To her. I've even, I've sped it up. I was like, let's go to two times. Let's hurry it up. But even that's painful. So no, I'm done. I can't listen to it anymore. Give me the clip. I listened to her on, on, for like a breakdown. Yeah. I listened to her on Bethany's podcast and I was like, I need that three hours of my life back. Like I literally was like pissed off the rest of the day that I wasted my time listening to those fucking idiots. But anyway. It was a mess. It was so bizarre. Then when Bethany had Nene on afterwards, I was like, what are we doing? The Nini, that's what then probably Nini like Nini scrubbed up. it. Everything, uh-huh. everything. Whoever let Nini do that, like in her circle or her friend or her team, whatever, that's where they really, that was probably really messed Nini up with the Bravo return. She should have known better. She should have known better. And, and as far as the James Kennedy stuff, I genuinely don't know what I feel because like I want to always believe women, but I also think with this type of situation, we really just need a clearer picture of it all. And I want to believe that Katie and Ariana, if they knew it to be true, would not be friends with him. Because I, like I said, I don't think that, you know, the rest of them have the moral compass, but I want to believe that Katie and Ariana at least do. That's exactly, that's where I always get tripped up. So, and they're not coming out and saying anything definitive, like left or right, because they Mm -hmm. also don't know, but and James is just ignoring it. He's just yeah. not even addressing it. And then again, is that, like, the right, then, is that the right way to go? Yeah, I feel like he needs. To, but then hypothetically, you go down a whole nother road of was he abusive while he was drinking, but he's not abusive sober. It's so it's not black and white. This is so just confusing. And it's like it's hard to navigate. And I just hope that at least Bravo is doing the right thing because I heard that they were doing a little bit of an investigation. Don't know how true that is. But I hope whatever the truth is. It comes out whoever it benefits, whatever the truth is. But I genuinely like don't have, I don't know. If someone like really asked me what I think, I, my gut cannot figure it out because I see both sides being true. And Kristen, you know, she was fired from Bravo for a very, for being very problematic. And so that's what also makes me wonder, like, is this a distraction tactic? Because I do love Kristen. She's crazy. She's amazing TV, iconic television. But there, I can't ignore the fact that she definitely was fired from Bravo for like being racist, and now she's coming out with this very vaguely, very vaguely. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Kristen is not the moral compass for us all. We will say that as much as I love her on TV, like Kristen, I, I'm like, I don't know what to believe half the time with you, girl. But I'm excited to see her on the Valley, and we'll wrap up Bravo talk with the Valley because. In true Jack fashion, he has been just hitting the town, L.A., Vegas, 
wedding ring has been on, but rumors that they're living separately. There was a photo that surfaced of him and his publicist and their faces were touching. Felt, felt inappropriate for a married man to take a, a photo with like, they looked like a couple, but he had his ring front and center. Like Jax Taylor is insane. We all know that. But what are your thoughts on how the Valley's going to play out? Is it going to be the Jack show? How happy was he when Stassi declined? I would just love your quick thoughts on the Valley and what you think we have to look forward to, good and bad. I think that it was iconic behavior for Stassi not to come back. I think that was so, like, the the move. It was Queen the move shit. for her, for Queen sure. Shit. She knows yes, she's above this shit. I was shit. like... Yes. And you're just going to, it's just, you are just reopening your life to get all the criticism again. And it's a lot, it's a lot to take on. So I respected that. Jax is going to view it as his show because he views everything as his show. But the rumors, the rumors about Jax and Brittany, I thought they were bullshit. I was like, oh, great. Here we go. They're just trying to create some drama for the, for some PR to get the show exciting. But Actually, I got my from the same insider source I have. Ooh. It is totally true. So they they're have absolutely been living apart. But don't they have a podcast yeah. together? Are they still going to like, like? They do, and that's why. And that's why you're like, I thought that they were whatever. But it's like they're kind of keeping up the front for now. But they, they have definitely, which I'm shocked. I never thought she'd leave him. I mean, if you're going to marry Jax after all he did, you're going to make that choice like, cool, we're going to get married. Then I thought, oh, she's in it forever. Like, she's in it literally There's nothing this man can till do the end to of time. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder, I wonder if there's some issues with their kid. Maybe like having the child has become a whole thing. Maybe that, I don't know. But yeah, so they are, it's definitely, there is truth to it. Like Jax and Brittany living separately and like the thought of that possibly playing out on social media as season one of the Valley airs. I mean, who knows? It might even like the Valley might do so well. They could pick up filming quickly. Oh, the, I, I don't like Brittany mainly because she's attached to Jax. So if Brittany mm-hmm. like actually leaves him and we can see this play out in some form, even if it's just on social media and the podcast, like Brittany like might like change her entire like, sh- like vision in a lot of people's eyes. Cause I think a lot of people feel the way I do. Like, girl, I can't like you when you lay down next to that man. Okay. Brittany, I'm here for her. Re- I'm here for the Brittany rebrand. Right. Like she has some hope if she's able to come out and be like, I don't know what I was thinking. I should have never been with I'm Jax. An idiot. If she can denounce Jax, then Brittany, you have some hope here. The denouncing of Jax is not what I had on my 2024 Bravo bingo card. But if Brittany leaves Jax and it like actually plays out, like that girl is going to be make a whole new name for herself. Okay. I'm so excited that you gave me that tea. Like, cause I didn't know what yeah. to believe. I was I know, like, it's Jax. He's the type of guy that would like literally convince Britney to fake a separation breakup for ratings. Like he's that pathetic. Oh man, now I'm excited for the Valley. We'll have to like reconnect after a few episodes and really talk about it. But y'all literally heard yes. it here from Emily Hanks, the host of She's Speaking, that Jax and Britney are... It's trouble in the valley. It is trouble in the valley. And dear Jesus, please let it play out before all of our eyes very soon. Also good because you know Jax is going to be trying so hard on this show to look like the happy couple that's everything's perfect because he keeps thinking we're like blind and can't see what's really happening in front of us. And it's just like, oh, we're, we're so happy. He's going to be like mowing the lawn. He's going to do all that like stupid dad stuff, but he won't be able to help himself and be terrible. And then we're going to know that they're broken up. Oh, it's so good. You're so right. He like thinks like he has this mask on and we can't see anything. And it's like, Jax, we see everything. Also, we know who you are. We've known who you are for years. And men like Jax do not change. Like no. anyone, again, I like to tell people when to go to therapy. If you at any point was watching Vanderpump Rules back in the day and you were like, Jax is going to change or, or, you know, Britney's going to change him. No, men like Jax do not change. So at any point of Vanderpump Rules, if you had a crush on Jax, I still think you need to go to therapy and work it out because something is wrong with you (laughs) if you've ever had a crush on that man. And I do think if we ever see Stassi back again, it would be on a Housewives type show. Stassi's too cool for the Valley. She's too cool for Vanderpump Rules these days. If we got Stassi back on Bravo, it would be either a show centered around her life or she would be holding 
whatever the she would be technically Beverly Hills, not Orange County. Yeah, whatever they hold because I don't watch Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So I Ooh, but I could I would watch as it a for housewife. Her. I can see it. I can see it. I can feel it. Bo would be like our new favorite house husband. I can see it. I'm manifesting it. I I really think it's happening. I really genuinely, and it's just a gut feeling. I have no source of this. It's just my feelings. And maybe I'm manifesting it for all of us. It would be so funny if Stassi and Kyle were on the housewives at the same time. Because Kyle was, Kyle remembers her from when they did like Vanderpump, like, themed whatever the hell at her house when Lisa was pushing the show. That would be funny. Yeah, so imagine Stassi just comes over and take, like, comes in and takes over. Like, like it like takes the diamond out of Kyle's hand. Oh, I love it. I don't watch Beverly Hills, but I would tune in for Stassi. So, bravo gods, if you're listening, please, please consider. And I have to know, like, do you have a favorite this is my last question about Bravo. Do you have a favorite Bravo husband, man? It doesn't have to be a housewife. It can be from any Bravo show. He can be, you know, an actual Bravo cast member. He can be a husband of, like, who's your Bravo boy? Like, who would you go to war for? On oh, Bravo? God, it's so problematic now. Oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this. It's very, okay, I've come around. <laughs> I've gone through journeys with this man. That's why, okay. I used to truly detest him, but after this last season of Southern Charm, Craig Conover. Oh, I don't think I'm that's so, controversial I, at all. There were some seasons of trouble with him, but even in his problematic years, he was such good TV. There was no denying, like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, he is such a goddamn mess. It's good to watch. But this last season of Southern Charm, it's like, it's not even just like he's saying he's changed, which all the men sent, tend to do. He, like, actually changed. He ordered a non-alcoholic beer at lunch, for Christ's sake. I couldn't believe that <laughs> happened. So Craig to- Conover, I feel like he gives such good TV. He has the great relationship with Paige now. So I can't believe I'm even saying that. See, I think that's like the perfect answer because okay. Craig, Craig was always likable. Even in my days, I used to be a Craig hater. Even in my days that I did not like Craig, I could see his potential. He was always a good person, had potential. He just couldn't figure it out because he was caught up in the world that is Shep and Southern Charm and he didn't know who he was. Now he's older. He's figured out who he is. He has Paige by his side. I also used to not believe in the Paige and Craig relationship. I was a hater. I would like to use this platform to say I was wrong. I have been, I see the other side. I'm a giggle. I I listen to the Giggly Squad. I'm a giggler. Paige (laughs) and Craig just make sense. And he posted a thirst trap the other day, yesterday, I think. The man looked good. I've never been like, damn, Craig, but he looks so good. And I think a lot of it has to do with Paige. I don't like to like put someone's growth on another person, but um, I do think a lot of Craig's um, likely, like the fact that we like him now has to do with the fact he's associated with Paige. You are the company you keep. Did you see so Paige's I comment agree. on that post? She she literally is like, we'll talk about it when I get home. I was like, Did you just post a thirst trap? We'll talk about this when I get home. I'm like, oh, God, I love you guys. I fucking no, I do too. And like I said, it. I was a hater. I will be the first to admit. Me like, too. When, Southern, when they would have conversations on Summer House, I was like, they're never going to make it. She doesn't like that man. But once I started listening to Giggly Squad, like shout them out because I'm a huge giggler. I understood the Craig and Paige relationship and now it's coming to full fruition. Like we're seeing it literally the best of him and I ride or die for them. They're my favorite Bravo couple at the moment. He's the number one guy on Bravo, but my Bravo boy, like the one I love the most is Madison's husband from Southern Charm. I know he doesn't get a lot of camera time, but that is a man. Like I am obsessed with Madison's rebrand since we're speaking on rebrands oh. and she got her a catch. So I think that she's everything. Craig is, you know, she's so problematic, but she's everything. I do too. I love her. I've And in, have you seen her in person? I've never met her actually. She's stunning in person. Like I she's believe that type, that. she just doesn't even look real. She's so yeah. hot. Yeah, no. So team Madison yeah. and more importantly, Team Paige and Craig. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm actually excited to see Craig on this season of Summer House because it's about to air. Me too. Any other time, I'd <laughs> like too. fucking keep Craig in Charleston. We don't need his shit. I'm like, no, let Craig move in. Get him a bed. Put him a 
a bed next to Paige and Sierra. <laughs> yes. Get that man a, a seat in the house. Oh my God, same, Emily, I, same. I appreciate you like talking Bravo with me. I'm obsessed with Bravo. I'm always like looking for someone to talk Bravo with. So I just appreciate you like coming and letting me get my Bravo fix. And I'm dead at the fact that you gave us the Jacks and Brittany tea because it's been on my mind for the past like 24, 48 hours since the story broke. So once the Valley airs and all this shit starts playing out, you're coming back on so we can talk more Bravo. But I think this is a perfect time. Like, let's talk challenge. Yes. I was like, can I start asking questions? Okay. Ask away. Like, all the, nothing's off question. Okay. What kind of contract do you people sign? Does it say, like, you sign off all your, uh, you're going to get injured up to death? Like, do you guys basically sign your life away when you sign up for the challenge? Yes, you basically sign your life away. But I always tell my mom, like, if I die, you can, this contract can be null. Like, find the right lawyer and sue the hell out of everybody. But essentially, yes, this contract they make you sign is pretty, like, every time a, like, a, law- a lawyer looks at it, they're just like, yeah, I wouldn't sign this or I wouldn't recommend signing right? this. Because it is pretty much like, well, if you die, we'll make sure we get your, your body back back to America. Yeah. See, this it's, is what it's, I, the reason I asked it, you were, you were actually, you did this challenge. They're the challenge, the challenge, I, I always think about it. There was the cars over water mm-hmm. and you guys had to jump, go across the cars and then it started raining yeah. and I'm like, okay, challenge done. We got to pack it up. We got to cancel it. But it said they're like, keep going. Don't be a pussy. And then everyone's getting injured left and right. Mm-hmm. Leroy comes up like a dead person. And they're like, okay, next Emily, up. I'm like, these people must seriously sign their fucking lives away. When I tell you, like, <laughs> I thought he was at least paralyzed. Like, I genuinely thought Leroy was paralyzed that day. And I was a lifeguard back in the day. I watched a lot of videos of people becoming paralyzed. I was convinced I still get chills thinking about it and chills thinking about those idiots still did it afterwards. And this is what happened. This has never happened in my challenge career. This, I think this has only happened on vendettas this time. That was on like a Friday. He had to go to the hospital. We shut down production for the weekend. We did not know if Leroy was dead or alive. Production was shut down for the weekend. We were watching movies all weekend long, no cameras. And then Monday, they're like, all right, it's challenge day. They take us back to that fucking god-awful challenge. Leroy walks up like he's been resurrected on the third day, like he's Jesus in the flesh. And they're like, all right, y'all, we're going to finish this challenge today. They took us back there and made people finish it. That's when I was like, yeah, my days on this show are coming to an end. And I said it, and I'll because keep saying this. That's I ridiculous. Will not, I will not do a hype I used to just say I would not do a heights challenge. I won't even do a heights over chal- uh, heights over water challenge anymore. I refuse to put myself in danger. I'm too old. I used to be young and dumb. I'm not anymore. But yeah, the contracts are ridiculous. But they know people are going to sign on because people just die to do the Because challenge. you want to do the show. Uh-huh. But the thing, that's the thing. The heights over water, they always find, like, there's TJ cracking up the way people fall in. I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't funny to me. I don't want to, I don't want to fear that these people could be seriously injured. I literally, like, have never been <laughs> as freaked out as I was when Lee, and he's, he was just uh-uh. dead in the water. They didn't show the edit. They, like, edited a little better. It, I'm like, sure I have they did. Thinking about it. I have chills thinking about it. And like yeah. it, when we're watching it, it's one thing. There's no like music going when you're all like we've got like some like some action movie music playing. It's just you guys there. And so the the thought of what that felt, I can't like. So ever since then, I've just been on. I always am that that person who's like, this just seems unsafe. I'm sorry, girl. This just I'll, seems unsafe. I'll like, email you over a contract so you can look at it, just so you can see how ridiculous it is. Like remind me, Kelly, to send, I will send you one so you can like see it for yourself because you'll, and then you'll literally text me and be like, y'all all are idiots for signing this. And, but I'm like, they take advantage of it. They're like, we, they mm-hmm. signed that contract. I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. Cause even on this, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching every episode, this, this current season that's running, no one but there is. was a challenge they just did where there were like multiple people. Um, one of them popped an implant. Olivia broke two popped her someone implant. Else. Someone else had, I think, Norris broke a rib cage. Someone else had a concussion. I'm like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. Then that t- seems like to me like 
production failed creating a challenge that wasn't going to hurt them. Because that's, I just don't like that. I mean, at this point, I'm convinced that the challenge is like actively trying to kill Olivia. She just keeps getting injured. <laughs> Dude. And the, and the stunt Dude. and the stunt team, like the stunt team, yeah, they go out there and like half-ass do the challenge. They don't go full throttle. Oh, like, because they're always like, the yeah. stunt team did it. And I'm like, show me footage. Like, I've just never trusted, like, we've, we've, no, I literally saw you, like, putting it together five minutes ago when we were sitting on the bus. I don't think a stunt team did this. And they admitted they didn't, when they did it with the stunt team, the Cars Over Water Challenge on Vendettas, they didn't do it with soap or something. They had changed something with us that the stunt team did not technically use. And that's what I always told my mom. If something happens, sue. Because there's always little, like, little loopholes, I guess, or little, like, ways that they're trying to, like, cut corners. So yeah, they well yeah they because it started well out. it started raining. You guys were doing the car thing, and then it started raining, and I'm like, okay, like we're done, everybody. Yeah, I, mean, like, I crawled through the car. The, I didn't jump. I was not stupid enough to jump. I I not literally TJ like I'm like, like, I'm like I was right I was right there with you. I was like she should not jump. No, no one should be first jumping. Of all, we're I done know here. I cannot make that jump. I'm not. I have a brain. Yeah, exactly. I know what I'm physically capable of. And I remember, I was like, TJ's like, are you going to jump? I'm like, fuck you, TJ. Blow the horn. I'm, I'm going to pencil TJ, into this water. <laughs> TJ, you need to be quiet. Because TJ finds it too funny when you guys fall into the water and hurt yourselves. I'm like, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, like, we're not okay. all daredevils, bro. <laughs> and he never exactly. hurts my feelings. He's called me, like, a quitter a few times. I'm like, hell yeah, I quit. I enjoy quitting. <laughs> yeah, Right. Okay. Next question. Yes. When you get the call, when you get like the initial call mm-hmm. for the shows, what do they tell you? Because I, I feel like everything is so confidential, mm-hmm. and it feels like you guys genuinely don't know anything until you get there. You so es- yeah. So essentially, you get availability call a few months out, and they're just like, "Hey, are you available? Um, Post like possible shoot dates are in t- a month and a half. Are you available?" They do availability call to a lot of people because that's when they're still trying to figure out a theme. And like, for example, you and I could fit in the same thing. So you would probably be, you could be first priority. I could be second priority. So the availability calls go out to a lot of people. They're like not, you shouldn't take those as serious. Depending on how like, you know, if you like, if you did last season, you were good on last season, possibly. If you had done a few seasons, possibly not, but just availability call. And then they do a final call and that's when they send over the contract. But you don't know where you're going. It's not like it says in the contract where you're going. It doesn't say the theme in the contract. So when we all get to the airport the day of departure day, say we're all flying out of New York, we all get to New York, they take our cell phones and then we go to the gates of where we're flying to. So you don't know and then you, where that's you're where going. you all see each other. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like, and like, for example, when I did my first season Battle of the Seasons, we knew it was Battle of the Seasons because we, we put the cast together. Oh, there's two boys and two girls from my season. There are two, two girls and two guys from the Vegas season. Like, it, you know, we put it together. Okay. But Rivals 2, for example, my second season, that's none what of I was us had figured, That's what I was asking about. Okay. None of us had figured out that theme. I will remember this. DM was in the back of the plane with her notebook going crazy trying to figure out the theme. No one figured out it was Rivals 2 until we were in front of TJ. So sometimes themes can be figured out, like Battle of the X's 2, we knew it was that. But other times, and it's so fun when you don't know the theme, like hearing TJ say it's Rivals 2 and everyone looking around like, who the fuck am I partnered with? That's the best feeling. But I also love surprises. But I remember Diem and that yeah, notebook that's like it was yesterday. She could not figure out the theme and she was so mad because she was so type A. She was like <laughs> mad that she could not figure out the theme. That sounds like a very DM thing to it be was, about. It was. What for you, uh, were there any storylines that production finagled or twisted or got completely wrong for the show when it comes to your stuff? Or do you think that they, do they kind of, do they step back more and let things play out? Okay. I love this question. I'm kind of going to answer it and I might kind of go off on another rant, but I think I'm going to answer it. Vendettas. um, Me, Kayla and Brittany threw Kaylee's suitcase. Terrible, terrible decision. Like terrible decision. 
But this show had been based off of behavior like that. Some of the most famous, my favorite challenge scenes was people's clothes going in the pool. Like the challenge mm -hmm. is not, it's not summer camp and we're not always nice to each other. Again, my behavior was very wrong and embarrassing, but it is what it is. The next day when we got in front of TJ at the elimination, Kaylee had decided mm -hmm. to quit. We didn't know she was going to quit, but she announces in front of TJ that she's going to quit. And then TJ speaks to me, Brittany, and Kayla like he's our father. He yells at us, condone, you know, whatever. Looking back on that, that just like puts the worst taste in my mouth because TJ never spoke to men like that. For example, the season before on Dirty 30, the guys had done this elaborate prank on the girls. And the prank ended with me getting hit with a um, workout ball full of ketchup. We all know how I feel about ketchup. Like, that was traumatic oh, no. for me. Yeah. So I'm hit with the ketchup. I immediately freak out because uh, the fear is real. And the next day, and I can go on a whole nother conversation. This is would be way too long. Like, I had to like, get my therapist on the phone. Like, I was ready to leave. So I understand how Kaylee felt of wanting to leave. But it was all kind of, like, brushed under the rug, so to speak. Like, there was a small talking to with the guys by the head of, like, the EP. It was Lisa at the time, not Booth. Because I know people are going to be like, who was the EP? Because fans care about that. It was Lisa Fletcher, not Booth. But TJ never said anything to them. It wasn't made a big deal. Mm. Like, so I just have a bad taste in my mouth from that one incident where they handled girls' bad behavior different than uh, boys' bad behavior. And if I could do it all over again, I would have said something to TJ. Like, I regret not being like, hold up, TJ. I got something to fucking say. Because who are you? Yeah. Like, to, I'm I'm filming a reality TV show. If I want to act a fool, I can act a fool. You're not my dad. And I know that was all coming from production in his ear. But it was just the principle. Oh, yeah. I've seen so many situations where women are punished and men are rewarded. So that's my biggest issue. I've never had any, like, real editing issues. But it's just okay. the handling of bad behavior from men and women. I get like so pissed that off makes off sense. About it. Yeah, that makes sense. The handling of the bad behavior is very uh -huh. different, for sure. And on um, the data, yes, they tried to send us to a hotel that night. It happened after we threw Kaylee's stuff, and they were going to fine us. And I was like, I'm not going to a hotel. And if you find me, you can't use this footage. You're not going to take money away from me and then use this footage. So they end up not finding us and they ended up using the footage and I refused to go to the hotel. I acted a plum fool that night. But yeah, so the fact they were like, you know what, we're going to punish you for your bad behavior and take money out of your paycheck, but this shit's going to air in a few months. It's like, no, either don't air it and take my money or don't take my money and air it. So yeah. Okay, I'm glad you brought up fines. I'm glad you brought up fines because like what does that entail like what like do you guys know going in what a fine is like what is the dollar amount does it vary it actually makes it varies there's not like a fine sheet like if you do this it's this much if you do this it's this much and it's kind of like producer discretion whoever's working in that moment hmm. so like your, your daytime producer could be nicer than the nighttime producer so there's like it's very thin lines. And yes, some people have got fined and deserved it. They've like thrown around the word fine. Like if you take your microphone off, you can get fined because you're supposed to have your microphone on uh, at all times. I think Jordan's yeah. probably oh, that's been why they always the oh, most. That's why they always freak out about that. Like as someone starts taking off their mic, they're like, mm -hmm. don't, don't do it. And now that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. And, and fines are usually a, a couple thousand dollars depending on what, what? it is. Yeah, yeah. I think they were going to try to find us like five or $6,000 for the suitcase. What I'm the like, That's fuck? It. No. I know has nice stuff, but there's not 5,000 <laughs> times three. She doesn't have $15,000 worth of shit in that suitcase. So yeah. No, thank are, you. Yeah, there's just like no, it's kind of like one teacher to another, like in school, like you don't know the rules with the behavior. It's the same on the challenge. You have no idea what you could get fined for or how much. And did I hear you right? You said Jordan has been fined the most? I think I would. I, my guess would be Jordan or even Johnny has been fined the most. But Jordan's always like, fuck oh, it. Take Johnny. my money. I'm going to say this, this, and this. And production's like, shut the fuck up. And I don't blame them for finding them. Like, imagine if you're trying to produce a scene <laughs> and Jordan or Johnny won't shut the fuck up. I'm taking your money. So, yeah, it's a lot of yeah. like, production discretion. But most producers are cool as shit. 
they've worked with us for years. They know that we're just annoying children. But there are times when <laughs> their money's been taken. Is Johnny, do you, in real life, is Johnny Bananas as, as like a problematic as he is on the show? I like Johnny in real life. I always say I love Johnny in real life. I don't like Johnny on TV most of the time. There are times when I do like Johnny on TV, but like even on Traders, like I enjoyed watching him go home first just because it's fun to hate Johnny because he deserves the hate. But no, in real life, if I have to give Johnny credit for something, I think a lot of people could learn this from him. He knows how to separate challenge life or TV life mm. and real life. So many people mm. get caught up in it, be it becomes their real life that it ruins them. Camilla, for example, I always say her. Johnny has done a, a great way of separating real life and his challenge life. So if I had to give him one prop, it would be that. Because he is better in real <laughs> life. He's not great. I still wouldn't like want my friend to date him. But as far as like <laughs> being a normal person, he's pretty normal. Camilla did let that go to her head, man. She, she, that was a, she went out with a blazing glory though. Like my God. Camilla has always Were you there on her last season? I, I was there when she did Dirty 30, which was, you know, but no, I wasn't okay. there when she, it all went down when they were filming, um, the challenge versus stars episode, but yes, I believe right. every word. I remember everything that happened and I knew that it was true. And then it all came out to be true. But yeah, there there should be a case study of like doing too much reality TV can make you kind of go insane. And that's kind of what happened with her. She was a terrible person, though. Like she was my rival on Rivals yes. too, because I hated her on Battle of the Seasons. Uh -huh. And then we kind of became friends because when you're partnered with someone on Rivals, you usually become friends. And I kind of regret becoming friends with her. I'm like, I should have trusted my intuition and gut about her. I knew on Battle of the Seasons that she was trash. And I wish I yeah. never would have become friends with her. But it was part of the storyline. It was part of my journey. Like, it all happens for a reason. Mm. I feel yeah. like that's what makes the Rivals ones good, though. When they, yeah. when you have the arc of, like, now we're cool. I think that's sort of what makes it And we good, genuinely, out of season. all the people in Rivals, too, we hated each other. We did not want to be partners with each other. And we hated each other to about halfway through the season. There was no trust. Yes. I could barely understand her. She could barely understand me. We were all different <laughs> sides politically. Like it was really a fun season to film for the mere fact is we were actually rivals and we had to learn to work together and we made it to the final somehow. I don't know. Still don't know how. We yeah, did dude. Yeah. Well, she's now the really final, the final. Okay. The eating part is something that I don't think I could ever do. How did you, how do you ever get past that? I fucked up on all stars one. When I made it to that final, I wasn't really eating meat. I wasn't like 100% off meat. I would have chicken here and there, but I wasn't really eating beef at the time. But I didn't think to like put it in my contract because I wasn't like walking around like I don't eat meat because if it was the only thing to eat was a cheeseburger, I was going to eat a cheeseburger. But on the All-Stars 1 final, I hadn't been eating meat for you know a long time and then had to eat a shit ton of disgusting meat. So yeah. I like really messed myself up there. But yeah, I, I don't know how either you know how to eat gross food and you can like mentally block it out or you don't. I'll never be able to block it out. I'll like it grosses me out. I can still smell the food from all stars uh -uh. like right now. Yeah. So I I just no, think I it's one of those things. I, don't, I think they should eliminate them. I I want them gone. I don't want any more food challenges. I don't I'm not impressed by it. It's just gross to me. I want it done. I think that 97% of the cast would agree with you. There's like 3% yes. like Tony and Kara who can like eat. So that's like a huge advantage for them. But yeah. Um, and, and like Johnny and Wes are pretty good at just black. No. Yeah, Johnny I, can do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, I. No, thank you. No, thank you. It is terrible. I don't enjoy mm -hmm. watching it. I don't enjoy being a part of it. I fast forward. I yeah. fast forward. I can't even it's look. Like, no, I don't want to no, see thank people you. vomit on themselves. I know. That's what I don't get. I'm not impressed. But like stuff a lot of people's noses. It's gross. It's so gross. And then I have so many questions because then I'm like, it's the, this is the eating section of a challenge. And they're like, okay, now run up the whole mountain. I'm like, excuse yeah. me. They just had to eat all this disgusting food. Ugh, I, I still that. have nightmares about that plate of meat on All Stars 1. It was. It had been like oh. sitting out for all day long. There were like bugs on yeah. it. It was it, no, yeah. Mm -mm. yeah, no. I regret. Oh, oh. oh, 
The good thing yeah, about, I always say the bad. challenge is like fat camp though, because the food's sometimes not the best. So whenever I go to the challenge, I lose weight. So it's like the one benefit of the challenge is, is like, this is fat camp. Like <laughs> I'm losing weight today, baby. They're not feeding us shit. There's 27 of us left in the house and they just brought in four chicken strips. Like I'm not eating today. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. I think my final question maybe. The, the camera guys, the camera operators, like, do they basically do the final, do they basically do these challenges with you guys? Because, like, when I'm watching, I'm like, how do they have footage of this? How did this person get up the goddamn glacier to get this footage? The camera people, first and foremost, are badasses because they will literally yeah. hang off a cliff to get the shot. Because a lot of them have been doing these challenges for years. They become yes. like a family. And it's like the camera guy's hanging off one ledge. The boom girl's hanging off the other ledge. And I'm like refusing to jump. And I'm like, these people are putting their bodies on the line with equipment. And I'm like, get me down, TJ. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But they do have a really good system with finals where they have them set up at certain spots. So sometimes okay, like, you'll be like okay. running a mile by yourself. And you're like, are we going in the right direction? I think the air is pointed this way. I haven't seen a camera crew in 37 minutes. Like, am I going in the right direction? And people got lost on vendettas when we did that first challenge up that hill or the mountain. Sorry, the Rock of Gibraltar. That was a mountain. Some people that went thing the wrong was way. fucked up. Yeah, really Some people went the wrong way. Yeah, because we they just put up these little shitty challenge signs and they get turned around. But yeah, the camera crew of the challenge are like actual badasses because they really do put their like lives on the line to get the shot. But they love it. They do right? this type of show. They don't want to like sit around and film housewives. They exactly. want to film the challenge. Yeah. The yeah, like, they, like that the has to be part. a requirement. They feel like they would be the people that would be the coolest on the I, whole experience. They really are. And they do so many. Like some of them have done like 15 seasons in a row. Like they, they become a family. Wow. I remember because I didn't, yeah. obviously I took some time off. And when I went back for All Stars 1, just seeing like some of my favorite crew members was better than seeing some cast members. I will say, though, on that All-Star 1 final, they let us take a hell. Like, once we made it to the top of the mountain, we took a helicopter down. They didn't make us, like, walk down okay. the mountain. That, okay, that was that was kind of part of it. Because I was like, now, what do they do? They're like, okay, congrats, guys. Now, to head back. Run down the mountain again. No, we <laughs> that took a helicopter. That would be so fucked up. But Alton refused to take the helicopter. He wanted to take the, he wanted to go back down the mountain. So we all had to like take the helicopter and then wait in a fucking van. We haven't showered in days. We haven't had a real meal. We, we want to get our cell phones back so badly to contact our family. We had to wait on Alton to come down the fucking mountain because he refused to get in the helicopter. Why didn't he want to get in the helicopter? Because he is like the Kanye West of the challenge and he likes to make things difficult. Like Kanye and Alton are the same person. You'll probably never see him in a room together. He literally did it just to, to fuck with us, to fuck with us. He's like, they haven't been mentally screwed over enough today. One more thing. Oh, just the wanting to shower part. That alone. It's like, I yeah. need you. Like, I look I, at I you guys and sometimes and I'm like, after these challenges. Oh, because oh, yeah, yes, so you way- really do not have a phone. Oh, that's, uh-uh. Yeah. That's so yeah. hard. And you get like one 10 minute phone call a day. Like, I applaud people with children that go on this show. I don't understand how they can like agree to yeah. only speak to their children once a week for 10 minutes. They're, they're like once stronger humans than I will ever be. Once a week for 10 minutes. And your calls monitor. Once a week? So you can even say some shit. Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought it was once a day. No, once baby. It's a once week. a week. How do, no wonder relation. Oh, no wonder relationships yeah. suffer. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. I will say, I'm not going to say who, but one of my really good friends is going on season 40. And she's wow. actually, I've never been on the receiving end. I've never been like, cause you know, sometimes people will call challengers from the house. So I will yeah. be like receiving one of the phone calls from one of, one of the cast members this season. And I'm so excited about that. I'm like, I'm going to hype you up. I'm going to make sure your head's still in that fucking game. Like we're going to do this. So I feel like I'm like a challenge coach for season 40 and I'm so excited. I'm like, this is my true calling. Just call me on the phone. And I'll hype you up. Do you have to be like, do you have to be like on a list to get you those phone calls? You have to like sign calls? an agreement. Like, yeah, before you go, okay. you can, and you can only get like two or three people to sign it because they don't want you calling a bunch of people, but there's an agreement and it's all recorded. Yeah. I don't know if you wow. remember this, but back in the day, I don't even remember what season it was. It was so long ago. Wes got mad because this is when they had like free reigns of the house phone on a challenge. Wes got mad at production. He went and called a radio station. And was like giving the radio station spoilers. 
So that's why? the model why, like phone restriction and fine started. Wes literally, I mean, again, the fans will let us know. I can't remember what challenge it was. He picked up a phone, dialed a radio station, and was giving away actual challenge spoilers that were happening in, in, the, in the season they were filming. So, yeah. What an idiot. Like, Wes is to blame <laughs> for the phone situation. CT's to blame for the drinking situation. We can probably blame everything else on yes. Johnny. But literally, Yay! these men have like, ruined so much for us. Oh, I love hearing that. Of course they did. Yep. Yeah, there's no dark liquor oh. in the challenge house anymore because CT decided to punch people in the head. A lot. Oh, there's, so there's no dark liquor at all, period. But also, no, like, the alcohol eventually got regulated per all the typical reality show shit. Yeah, but it started first in the challenge. Because at we the beginning... Yeah, we only got we only get vodka and wine, and they dye it red. They dye it like blue or green, so you can't hoard it. I think that's actually Tanya's fault. She was hoarding uh, vodka and water bottles. That sounds about yeah. right. That yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it adds up, doesn't it? That does. That 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 tracks. <laughs> that totally tracks. Yeah, the early <laughs> challenge years, you guys were just getting trashed. Like wasted. The challenge is too hard now. I don't think you guys yeah, could like. Not- I don't think you can't be hung over and go do what the challenges are now. And no, unfortunately, it's a sport now. And even but like I got mm-hmm. in at the time where we were still drinking and partying. But before me, like oh my god, when I was like just a fan of the challenge, they would be shit faced at eliminations. I know. I mean, Katie and that cigarette on that treadmill is in Brandon in my head forever as like one of the best challenge moments. Like, oh man, yes. man. Okay. I think that I have got my Bravo fix for the day. Emily, I hope you got your challenge fix. Please feel free to come back totally. anytime. Ask me more questions. Like I always got you on the challenge if you've got me on Bravo. Oh, done and done and done. No, Thank I've you so had much for having time. me. This has been so fun. No, I literally just like, again, half the reason I wanted to start this podcast is to have moments like this just to like gossip. And I've had the best day with you. So seriously, thank you for coming. Congratulations on thank your you rebrand. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. And just like shout out to my guest, Emily Hanks, the host of She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. And before I let y'all go, I'm supposed to tell y'all to subscribe, rate this podcast, do all that. Please and thank you. And thank you to Emily. And we'll be back soon. Bye, y'all. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.